Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Are you a bit of a loner who likes to just work by yourself or have you learnt the power and the value of working in a well-oiled team? Well, stick with me because today and over the next few weeks, I'm going to unpack for you one of the most important competencies that I had to develop and that I work with people everywhere I go in this relationship management quadrant, and that is teamwork and collaboration. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to start a conversation where we unpack over the next few weeks how you and I can effectively work in a team. Teams that collaborate well together produce way more profitable outcomes for everybody involved. But unfortunately, there are some roadblocks that get in the way of effective teamwork. People are individuals and we're trying to take those individuals with their own uncertainties, fears, challenges, all the things that we've talked about before, combine that with the strengths that they have, and then bring that all together to make one body. And a lot of challenges can come up. So this is why we work on these competencies of relationship management at this end of the scale, not first. Building that self-awareness, that self-management, understanding and practicing social awareness, including, and most importantly, empathy being able to communicate, all those things that we've done previously, now we can bring together to create effective teams. Unfortunately, there's a lot of lone rangers, and I was one of them. In my corporate career, in my military career, wherever I could, even though I was working as part of a team, I just put my head down, tail up, and worked on my own things. I relied solely on my performance. And the reasons were not to do with uh, logically me not understanding the value of working with others. It was my inability to do so effectively. And it creates tunnel vision where people work in silos, where they say things like, I've got my work done, so all's good, instead of looking for opportunities to work collectively together. And there's a them and us syndrome. You've been involved. You've seen it all. And in my case, I was definitely involved as a perpetrator of these thoughts and then those behaviours. Being me-focused, where that focus of what we care about in the workplace is something that also drives unhealthy behaviour in teams. Taking the spotlight, needing the significance finding certainty and validation and all these things can detract from your ability to work well with others. And it was certainly 
something that I had to grow through and it took many years for me to get the message. So my whole aim today and this month is to give you some practical strategies some things that I didn't learn from a book alone. I've actually learnt through practical application and gone through uh, the pain of not having these skills to having a much more mutually beneficial relationship with the people that I work with. All these roadblocks create conflict and dysfunction. And therefore, not only does the team not produce the results that it wants, the individuals are all affected as well. So as we go through this month, I want you to have a look at it as I did and go, what do I need to do differently so that I am a more effective member of my team? Now, for some of you, that team is small. And for some of you, it's quite large. However, the principles still apply. So instead of working as lone rangers, we can work as one. You know, it's like the three musketeers, all for one and one for all, where we've got each other's back, where it's a supportive culture. And instead of being me-focused, it's we-focused. One of the greatest examples I see of this, if you have ever had the opportunity to watch ants work together, where they can move things that are way beyond their own body weight because they're working collectively, where they can bridge gaps that they can walk over and all these things that you see them do, it fascinates me. Whilst I'm not saying that we are ants, we can learn a lot from the things that they demonstrate when we watch them because each individual ant is important and what's more important is how they work collectively to achieve what it is that they want to achieve. And in some cases, it's survival. So we get to remove the dysfunction and have function that comes in collaboration, great communication, handling conflict well, all these things that we've been working on over the previous episodes. By the way, if you've missed any of those episodes, they don't go away. They're still there. Go back and go through and catch up and get those skills before you come and apply these ones. That's the beauty of this journey of social and emotional intelligence. It's continual. I'm continually working on my self-awareness. It's not something that I've achieved and now I'm working in relationship management. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, they all work together in every area of our life. Effective teamwork is working together towards a collective goal, going on a journey where we're all getting to the same destination, where there's synergy and we look at each other's strengths and areas for development in a way that allows us to have exactly the whole that we need to get things done. It's a journey that we go on together, whether that be in your home, in your workplace, in your community, in your own practice and the team that you have there, whether it's working with your clients, whatever it is, it's about coming together and witnessing the power of people helping people. So let me just today unpack five key ideas with you so that as we go through the weeks to come, we can go deeper and wrap some skills around that as well.
Number one is we are one body. I've already talked about this a little, and I like to think of it as I think of my own bodily functions. There are many parts in my body, and they work independently, yet for me to thrive and survive as a human being, they all need to work together. So whether that's a heart and lungs and a brain and my muscles and all the other parts of my body, they all have a purpose. And if any of those pieces, any of those components that make up my whole self are a little bit off, they're not working well, then it affects the workings of every other part of my body. And it means that the biochemical reactions that go on have to counter the lack in one area and allow me to perform as a human. And it's exactly the same as it is with a team. Yes, we are individuals and we come together as one body. Now, we've all heard it said before, there is no I in team. Well, I'm going to disrupt your thinking on that. And I believe that there are many eyes in team. And that's the challenge that we've got, is to recognize that there are individuals. And even if you write the word team in capital letters and you pull that all apart, there's actually 13 eyes in team. And that's just a little bit of fun and it's got no science behind it whatsoever. I want us to understand, though, that individuals make up teams. So the first thing we need to do is make sure that we understand the individuals and we look at it from that perspective first. And we realize that everyone is individual. And the team, although it has a function of being collective, needs to start by focusing on the individual needs of everybody that's in it. Number two is we are continually evolving. Teams come and go. They start, they stop, they stall, they grow, they learn, and then they make changes. So just like any skill that we have, we start and we repeat and we grow. We change the neural pathways in our brain and habits and all the things that we talk about. A team is never fully evolved. I've been in many teams where it started off with a particular purpose and particular individuals in the team. And then along the way, people left, people were added. And all these elements of change can have an effect on the team. The effect that it has depends on how we look at that. So we want to understand that it's going to happen. It's inevitable. People will leave. People will come. Teams will change their purpose. Teams will grow. Teams will shrink. And the way that we look at that and we anticipate that will help us in being able to work more effectively. We work with individuals and those individuals form relationships. And the relationships need to be bigger than the team. So if someone leaves the team, the relationship changes, not in the who, but the how. So these things that can uh, make a team become dysfunctional, 
where we look at it and go, well, people are leaving and things are changing and it's not what we set out to do, they can bring it down. They can unrail everything. So thinking is really important around that. So remember, a team is constantly evolving. Number three is to establish a charter. One of the greatest opportunities that I've had in working with organizations all around the world is this idea of coming up with a set of team norms, coming up with behavioral norms that are acceptable in that team. So by having a charter, a document that is separate from the people in the team is very, very powerful. You remember when we worked through conflict resolution, we talked about focusing on the issue, not on the person. And by having a charter, a set of values, a statement that says, this is how we're going to work with each other, can be just as powerful when used in the same way. So looking at what's important for the individuals in this team, and then collectively coming up with, you know, six, eight, ten different statements that indicate how we work together in this team. It could be the way that we handle conflict. It could be the way that we ask questions. It could be the way that we give feedback to each other. So whatever they are, whatever's important to you in your team becomes something that we can now go back to and we can go, hey, Grant, do you think that we are working as we agreed in point five? And therefore, we are separating the conversation from the person and we're not saying, hey, you're not doing this as we agreed. We have a charter, something that we're all working together towards. The other intrinsic benefit of this is even putting that together develops a bond in that team. It says we care about the individuals and we want to make sure that we've got a set of guidelines so that we know that we are demonstrating that as we get deadlines and stress and all the things that happen in this ever-changing world. We're able to say, hey, we all matter. We care about each other and this how we're going to work together. So that itself will help to form a bonding relationship in the team. Number four is to develop cohesion. We've probably all heard the term sticky teams, and I'm not sure who coined that term, but that's what we want. We want to make sure that the glue that holds our team together is not easily watered down. And people do have each other's backs. People do feel like they are valued and therefore they belong in the team. So there's many things that we can do and more importantly, who we can be so that people feel that way, including ourselves. So making sure that we leave space to develop that stickiness where then people stay in the team because they realize that they are a part of that team. And therefore, if they leave, the team itself totally changes. So ask yourself, what can we do to develop that cohesion? See, cohesion says we're stuck together. 
Cohesion says that we agree. We look for things that we agree on and that we value together. And those are the things that will bring a team together and keep it there in tough times. See, conflict, tough times, change, they're inevitable. So that cohesion is what will bring us together. I like to look at the cohesion of a military team out in a war environment where under fire they've got a big reason to stay stuck together and they've got each other's backs to the point of I'm willing to give up my life to protect yours and the team as a whole. And that's really where, metaphorically speaking, we can get as a team in any area of our life, underpinned by values that value people, not just things. And number five, bring your own A game. We said at the start that a team is made up of individuals. And whilst we work collectively so that our team grows and it expands and it does what it needs to do, what we do as individuals is turn up every single day and bring our best. Now, I'm not saying turn up perfect and you know I don't ever, ever say that anything could possibly ever be that way. But what I do know is that there were days in my corporate career when I didn't bring my own A game. I was worried about what everyone else wasn't doing. I was complaining about this and complaining about that instead of focusing on what I could bring. When everyone in the team brings their own A game, their personal best, then put that together and that team's unstoppable. On the days when there are individuals who don't feel like they can bring that A game, that charter, that communication, that bond that we've built, says, I'm going to put my hand up and go, you know what, I need some support here. So instead of working in silos, we are working as all for one and one for all. So there you have five key ideas that we're going to unpack over the next few weeks to enable us to have teamwork and collaboration that will help you to get more done with less. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue this conversation around teamwork by taking a look at the evolution of a team. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.